Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA. And whether we were born here or born in Italy, in Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji, we all of us are workers united, we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. Get in there, Springy. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and looking forward to tomorrow's RDO. On good our, morning, Gorilla. On our award-winning show. Yes, I, let, I, I give you the straight... Oh, flat. okay, right. Uh, good morning, String Bean. Annie's on the panel. Here we all are, somewhere between the pre-production coffee and now... We've lost Buzzer. I think you know che- what? The no, day could improve. I we think, might lose him the whole day. I think he's check, checking his vasectomy scar out. <laughs> Is there any way to speed the show up so he can get it done before he gets back? Good morning. The first track oh, is... Buzzer. Good morning. <laughs> right, uh, here that we are. like him. Concrete gang. And uh, we had a story or two which Buzzer put in. And Buzzer ain't here, so guess what? We'll have to go to the next story. Well, I can talk about, because Buzzer talked about, I can talk, I had my prostate checked during the week. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Well, I've got to get something off my chest here. And that's not his knees, but um, but um, I, I, mate, I, I put a lot of work in this. No, something the, 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 put a lot of work into your prostate. No, but I, I, this is what the men out there, the, the, if you're listening, you've got, to get your, you've got to get your prostate checked, not just the blood test. You've got to get the um, old onchoparingas up the old up the blurter. But what you've got to do, this is what I thought. I found an Asian bloke. They've got smaller hands. Just remember that, boys, all right, out there. The only thing was he had a big Seiko watch on, but anyway, anyway. He, I said, I'll, I'll take my clothes off. He said, I said, where do I put them? He said, next to mine. <laughs> Sorry, I've come in late. It's buzzing. Oh, here. keep it down. Will you just, just don't got run out the door. Over you talk. started without me. 
Well, we couldn't wait all day. Hey, I was telling the great story. You big stories this week, and you've started without me. Right. Yeah, that's right. Now the biggest story is you've arrived. Is that what you're telling me? I'm just sorry, boys. You didn't wait. Yeah. Oh, I was having me pro- team. Good team. I was having oh. me prostate check. Then oh, you right. just ruined everything. As usual. Was that better than my vasectomy? Well, right. it would have been if you hadn't interrupted. Right. <laughs> Righto. Yeah, Good but- morning. It's the Concrete Stop Gang. You. Unfortunately, we now have buzzer. Righto. Let's talk about what you wanted to talk about. The impact on the industry of certain decisions being made by the state government down at Fisherman's Bend. Well, you all remember it goes back a fair way since Matthew Guy was the planning minister for the Liberal Party, State Liberal Party, when they rezoned all the land down there to industrial to commercial land without uh, much consultation, without much looking at... Uh, and a lot of developers made a lot of money. In fact, they uh, tripled their money, a lot of them, and I even think the NBA had invested uh, property down there as well. So, you know, you've done all that without much consultation, changed it all over. The developers made huge amount of money. But I don't think things like uh, infrastructure, community centres, schools, open park living and all these things, would, the heights of the building were taken in, a lot into consideration. Well, fast track now up to three to four years later and we've got 20 to 25 jobs on the drawing board. In fact, one is just about to start down there at the moment, three towers behind the uh, Westgate uh, uh, service station there in uh, a development called PM Developments down in uh, Plummer Street, Port Melbourne. And I think that one's going to go ahead. That's um, Hutchison Builders going to start that. But all the rest of them have been put on hold until July, August, uh, in the uh, later in the year, where there's going to be some more meetings. Richard Wynn's put a halt uh, to the whole lot of it down there until they discuss heights of building, like I said, open space, all the other stuff. And now they're saying the developers are going to sue back because they've got planning permits to build and all the rest of it. So stay tuned for more information there. And uh, looks like I know we love our construction. We want to get built, but we also don't want to end up building places that end up like the ghetto. And everyone could uh, honestly say now at the Docklands, things could have been done a little bit better down there too. There's not many open parks down there, is there? Not many footy grounds or anything like that. Tell there ain't sh- too much of anything down the Docklands except a whole lot of reinforced concrete. Now, of course, not many of our members live in Docklands. and uh, Yeah, you reckon? They're probably, well, I don't think there's as many as live in the uh, outer suburbs because that's where they can afford, even with all the money that blokes can make on some of these big jobs in Docklands, in Fisherman's Bend and so on. Let's just face it, it's a very simple fact. We make good wages while these places are being built. But in the long term, the people who are going to make the money and continue to make the money are the developers, and they have made plenty, and they haven't really given a stuff about the community. Belatedly, the city of Melbourne's done a few things down in Docklands, but Robert Doyle got himself into trouble. All sorts of problems happened with the Melbourne City Council, and suddenly... Even their minimal efforts are going to get undermined. I reckon they have to start building pubs again the way they're bowling them over. And I, and I mean, I know you're, you're going to be like Warren, very facetious about that. But if you remember, hotels were public meeting places for all, all the working class and people in the in the in the towns in the old days, and still are in some some suburbs. But they they bulldoze them all down. I think the union's got to look at putting a few green bands on some of those too. Because some of the history gone on some of those pubs. The last one down in Port was the uh, London Tavern, where all the seafarers and the unions all used to meet and all that down there. That was just bowled over, sitting there as a vacant block. 
Um, it's still it's not quite all the way down either for some reason. Yeah, it is. They've left is the it? power thing there or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was all down. So I mean, it's uh, yeah, not 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 to mention the one that got bowled over in uh, in uh, the Corkman. Yeah, the Corkman and in all Carlton. that. I mean, you know, really, I mean, a bit of all these pubs have got massive history. You know, some of them are hundreds of years old, and they just bowl them over, put up a uh, new set of units and that, and then that's it. So to me, I think they've got to start getting a bit of you know. This you know, is community-based stuff back in the. This is, if you think back, for those of old old enough to remember, this is really the argument that started back in the sixties and seventies, and ended up in the Green Bands campaign because, at that stage, it was the state government and the housing commission knocking over big chunks of Carlton and other suburbs to uh, create those. That's right. Ghettos in the air. There was a meeting, and, meeting in. Um, Brunswick, or what, where was the big meeting in, about, about Carlton? Yeah, that was up in North Carlton. That's right, yeah. And it was uh, what is now Frank uh, something Hardy. It wasn't Frank Hardy, that's the, the author, but Hardy uh, Fred Hardy Reserve up in North yeah. Carlton. And that was an issue about taking land in the middle of a uh, long-established suburb and redeveloping it. Well... If the people who were involved in the green bands in those days had a look at what's happening now in North Carlton and everywhere else, they would go, we failed miserably. And not to mention the rocks in Sydney, what they're yeah. going to do up there. So unbelievable. Maybe it will cause some disruption to the construction industry, but I think it has always been the position of building unions that we are concerned with the context in which people build, i.e. what you get in the community, what you get on the on the actual site, which is going to be of benefit to the people who are going to live there and work there after construction is completed. And you can go around, you can see a few developments, and there's even some in Carlton that I have uh, observed recently, which have done more than just create student apartments. They've actually created a uh, living space where people can actually do a bit more than just go to bed get up in the morning, go to uni, come back, go to bed, go to uni. They've actually done a bit. But a lot of these developments, and we see them everywhere, are not doing anything for the community. They're just making money and stuff the consequences. Have a look in South Melbourne, down um, on uh, City Road there, where they're building that tallest building in Melbourne at the moment. There's massive, just all blocks of units down there, nothing. There's nothing else there. I think it's a 7-Eleven or whatever you call them. And that's about it. That's going to be like a ghetto in years to come. Yep. Nothing there. The ghetto now. Yeah. Anyway, we will obviously deal with this issue again, and uh, we will rely upon the buzzer to report what's happening in his exciting world. All right. Thank but you. They should have spent a bit of money in the borough down there, mate, shouldn't they? Yeah, a bit in the borough, yeah. The, the Port Melbourne Footy Club, you know? Well, there's more to the world than the borough. <laughs> Well, oh. Jesus, well, oh. is that right, is it? Jeez, uh. don't, ever try right walk, don't ever try walking down there again, mate. I the bar, yes. What a great victory last year. I went to school down there. I used to live oh, down there. Yeah, don't don't, yeah, don't yeah. tell me, you know, recent yeah, arrivals, yeah, yeah. but he start talking. Yeah, Righto, yeah, yeah. let's move on now. You drove cranes for 50 years too, I know. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, no, I was a good dogman. Oh, please. you. Righto, let's move on to another story this week. The High Court of Australia have uh, decided that it is open to judges in the federal court 
with prosecutions by the ABCC to actually impose personal fines on individual shop stewards, organisers, even rank-and-file members of the union who are found guilty of having been involved in a breach of the ABCC laws and the building code and so on. And up to now, it has been possible because people have been acting in the interests of the union and its members to have those fines paid by the union. Now, they can, according to the High Court of Australia, who jumped through some extraordinary analytical hoops to justify the position, if you are a rank-and-file member, a delegate or an organiser, found guilty, you will pay personally and the union cannot indemnify you. And there'll be an argument about who actually pays. How you, as an individual, raise the money will be the issue. And obviously, we've got a whole new area of investigation for the ABCC, the Registered Organisations Commission, and probably the Federal Police. But anyway, folks, there'll be more on this story as it develops. And uh, let's just say it's a timely reminder, because what you sow, you will later reap. And the Labor Party sowed this problem by making it illegal to take industrial action except in support of an EBA protected action ballot. So now you can only take action sometimes. And as the train drivers found in Sydney, they did everything legal and they still couldn't take action. I was just going to mention that. It doesn't always work in every field, does it? No, it doesn't. And the Labor Party and the Fair Work Act did this to us. And Julia Gillard, you're still paying us back, aren't you? You are still paying us back because basically she didn't like unions. She didn't give a stuff about people's rights to take industrial action. And let's face it, once upon a time you have a blue, a bit of industrial action, they'd threaten to sue you, blah, 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 blah. And it was all over and done with. Now these things drag on. As the matter in the High Court did, it has dragged on for five years. And the decision basically is going to have another impact for another five years unless a government changes the legal position. And me, cynical that I am, I don't think there'll be a Liberal or Labor government prepared to change anything. Since we're kicking in the wind, we've got that, we've got the Registered Organisation Commission, right? We've got the ABCC, right? We've got a uh, right, bill in. Right. We've got a bill in Parliament about the uh, about the redundancy. Right, yeah. right. I didn't say that that time. No, I didn't say you did. Right. Now um, we've got a, we're, we're kicking against the wind a little bit, but we keep we're not going too bad apart from that, are we? We're still standing. Right. That is the that is the achievement. We are still standing after fifteen years of this shit. Righto, we might oh, righto. <laughs> Let's go to a track. And we've got a track now. Well, we've got, mate. Someone you didn't run it past the, uh, uh, the musical committee and director. This, this is a track uh, which recognises the work of Zelda DiPrano, who was a great campaigner for equal rights for women in the workplace. And uh, I'm not sure which particular recording this is, but we'll have a chat about it after. Get on, honey. You can ask Mimi to come and sing Bread and Roses with me. As we go marching, marching in the beauty of the day, a 
radiance that a sudden sun discloses. For the people here are singing bread and roses, bread and roses. As we go marching, marching, we battle to form men. For they are women's children, and we mother them again. Our lives shall not be sweated from birth until life. Now that is in memory of Zelda Deprano because she passed away this week after a lifetime of struggle and uh, endless work on behalf of the uh, not only the women in the trade union movement but the trade union movement as a whole. And people a little bit older maybe can remember back to Zelda on the steps of the Arbitration Commission making the case for equal pay. And uh, Zelda had a terrific role to play, and I think we should acknowledge that. And uh, unlike Billy Graham, she did something that was bloody practical. He did not make... just talk about God. Oh, he's, he's another rich God preacher, isn't he? And uh, all about himself. He made 99, didn't make the ton, right? <laughs> Uh, and they're making him up the be something. I heard. Uh, and they're making him out. Like in America, they they put all these people on a, these preachers on a pedestal, don't they? Really, they're, they're all the greatest people. Half of them are fraudsters, aren't they? Really, to be quite honest. Filled the MCG. That's what he was known for. How many stupid people went to that night? <laughs> like honestly, you'd have to have something better to do when you griller. For you people that went, uh, <laughs> send all the uh, complaints to uh, Buzzer. Oh come on, who would go to that? Do you think we had any members down there? I was selling pies out the front, mate. Made a fortune. <laughs> it, was nine, it was 1959, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Oh, Billy, hey? Yeah. He's in and up on Don Bradman on 99, hey? Righto. Cool. Let's move right along now. Caught cool behind, Buzzer. Let's talk about another matter you wanted to raise, and that is uh, the issue of people going insolvent, particularly in the car stacking oh. area. Yeah, we've had a company called Hercules who are getting around the trap on the few of the builders uh, lower, down the lower end, now, and the medium sized builders as well. Uh, and they've gone broke, and the director is, I'm not going to name him, he's a bit of a scumbag. He's gone, he's gone into another car stacking company. Why don't you name him? Uh, because I'll, I'll tell you that later, but oh, uh, he's gone into another company. We know the name of the company. Um, What's the name? Uh, M U I. M E I. That's it. M E I. That's it. You're on the money over there. M E I. And uh, we, we, there's a problem in that car stacking industry because in the last 12, 12 months, um, we've had Car Park Solutions, Klaus Car Parking, and now Hercules Car Parking going under. Right. We already know there's a problem with the car stacking because imagine me if I had to put my car on one of those car stackers, right? <laughs> that would be a problem, wouldn't it? That would be a problem, right? So oh. why do they have them? Well, I don't know. Who knows? Because of, of land sizes. To keep people like you off the road. Anyway, keep an eye out and make sure we do the audits on these car companies, because really? car stacking companies, because uh, it is a problem around the place at the moment. 
Right away, Buster, just talking about your driving. How, how's, how's the uh, lessons to the young bloke down Geelong going, mate? Uh, Car driving lessons. Oh, well, just he's just better than me at the moment. <laughs> Jesus. So he's got room to fall. Yeah. <laughs> Right well, on. there's a quick story about car uh, down at Collins Street. Did you in show where the West. handbrake was? Uh, somebody looked like me with the same number plates parked illegally across a whole roadway and was talking to a bloke in the petrol hotel and my brother-in-law who lives in the same street with me niece come down the street and said, have a look at this dickhead park like this, <laughs> right? Who would park their car like that? And then my niece turned around to my brother-in-law and said, Baza, <laughs> right? So I cop full biffed, I got a phone call straight away. Right, what are you doing? Buzzer, right. buzzer. I, yeah. I am taking from this, you have ne- never learnt the basic rule. When accused of something, either deny it or answer I no did. questions. Don't dob yourself I have dobbed myself in now. At the time I said it must have been someone that looked like me with the same plates and the same colour. It wasn't me. Right? Thanks, thanks, Gorilla, for opening that whole oh, new area. Right, right. <laughs> Disaster. I just want to check out his young bloke going. I didn't want to hear about him. Righto. Now, we've also uh, had a, uh, an issue, ongoing issue, in Collins Street with Arat. Arat? Who is the uh, offshoot of Kane Constructions, who have been involved in endless problems with asbestos removal on their site. And uh, the issues just keep coming. Indeed. Started in October last year. Um, with people working amongst uh, asbestos everywhere, just piles of it on the floor. I think they might have thrown some black plastic over it at best, um, bashing holes through the walls. I think we had sparkies, we had um, plumbers, all, all trades working in there. Um, when the union drew that to their attention, they were off and on the phone to the boss wondering why they got sent to such a bad job. Um, WorkSafe got involved and nothing's happened for months, surprise, surprise. So... We're still there after telling the safety officials they couldn't remove the internal walls that were full of asbestos. Um, they got an engineer's report. They were forced to get an engineer's report. They removed those walls. And now we're talking about the perimeter walls, and they're st- saying the same thing. Can't show you the engineer's report, but we promise you it tells us we can't remove the walls. We can't, can't get the asbestos you? out of them. They can't show us. I don't know. Maybe because the report doesn't exist. Maybe because it says they can remove the asbestos. Um and the fight goes on and work safe, want nothing to do with it. Can't even facilitate a meeting, apparently, Shop with horror. the union, work safe. Just nothing at all. Um, so this is Kane Constructions, their little mob, um, still exposing people, um, still trying to get this. It's only a six-floor refurb in Collins Street. Not a big job, but, um, but it's enough to kill people. Only takes one bit of asbestos, as we know. So... Yeah, it's an uh, absolute tragedy down there. And that's about all I've got to say about that. What have we got next? Well, it just goes to show that the asbestos issue just keeps going and going and going. And will, till such time as asbestos is removed from every building, every structure in this state. Now, might mention that when there have been problems with, uh, you know, wage growth... There are some people who have decided to address it head on. And our good friends at the ABCC, all the bosses, have given themselves a pay rise. As they do. As they do. Seven times the amount or something, is that right? Well, 14% in one year. 
So he's, they'll be prosecuting us when we, we take action next time for our EBA, will they? So for 5% if, or something, would they? I reckon that McBurney should give his money back when he was umpiring. <laughs> no, fair nicker. He was terrible as an umpire, and now he's... Green gone, maggot. No good. Green maggot. Right, so folks, uh, in terms of the EBA campaign that has to uh, be run this year because the EBA's come up for renewal, I don't think there's going to be any problems justifying 14%. Eh? A, a year. A year. 14% for one year. We might go a bit light on the next few years, but we'll, we'll front load the agreement. Eh? As we should. As we should. And guess what? They'll be in a position to pay any personal penalties that they might happen to engage in. As like our ex-mate the hamburger. Oh, yes, 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 yes. While they're doing that, they're running around doing that, why don't they start prosecuting some of these companies like Capital Formwork? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, we'll come to Capital Formwork because I should also just mention that uh, the the ABCC have entered into a new organising agreement with the ACCC, that's the uh, competition uh, corporation who have prosecuted the union, because now we have the ACCC have a construction unit. So they, as well as the ABC, or in conjunction with the ABCC, can pursue people in the construction industry. How can you get to one of those, one of those mobs? How do you get a job with them? The greatest rorts of all times, isn't it? Honestly. Hey. Well, what was that mob? We threw, we threw a mob off a job once. We thought they were the ABCC, didn't we? Who, who was it? The Building Commission. Oh, the Building Commission. They were there about quality. I got one C out. I got the one C in the wrong place. Chucked him off the job. He goes, but, 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 but. Anyway. We did bring up an apology. No, we did, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're, nearly, we're nearly over, so we've got, I think we've got to talk about capital form, don't we? Capital form. Definitely. Buzz, come on, you're in the chair. Well, they're on 10 jobs around Melbourne. All the Ex-Halls. Ex-Halls. Um, Roared at everyone working for halls. Owed money to every subby going around. Cheerio had a big block. And then certain people won trips to the Maldives and all the rest of it. Now we've got... Um, new houseboats. Yeah, all the rest of it. Now, then they started again under this new name, saying they were doing the right, right thing. And then I'm led to believe one of the directors was paying himself $30,000 a month. Uh, while that was going on, the compliances weren't getting paid. And you'd think um, there's other ways of getting the compliance, but the best way is the industrial way. But unfortunately, this has been uh, stretched out a little bit further than it should have been. And at the moment, they're four or five months behind in their C-bus. And it's all come to an head. Uh, it's all come to an head. And hopefully, moving forward, we're going to have some sort of resolution where we can sort this mess out from capital form. Indeed. Now, just a few more scallywags. We've got... Uh Hard Rock, they owe money everywhere, so guess what? That's another compliance issue. Hercules, which has now become MEI, obviously money owed everywhere. We've got Sally Zoo, personal friend of Julie Bishop, who is getting prosecuted for wage fraud. Oh, dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Doesn't it get untidy? I've got one late one. Turn it up. And a few more along the way. L-Trax for not paying yet again this week. No wages again. Right. Good Nick, on you, Frank. Nick Peters. ABD. Nick Peters are from Keynes. Nick, baby, you climbed up that crane all by yourself and you pulled it. Oh, son, you know. Vertigo might be a problem for you. And uh, last but not least, the AWU. Not last. For doing, just a minute, a deal with... 
a mob called Tunnelling Solutions to cut the CFMEU and its current employees working on the job out of work on the Metro Tunnel. Right, one, one more, Bayside Constructions, one dogman on a tower crane, and you can see the sheds here. Now, we should send that photo yeah, We're in. on radio, mate. They can't see it. No, I could send this into the uh, Facebook site, and you can have a look at how they look after right the sheds. What we right. got? Bayside. What are we going for? Oh, capital form. Capital form. Yeah. Yes. Scallywag. Yeah, uh, Scallywag of the week. Windrow of the week. Well... <laughs> Frank. Oh, yeah. He it's, loves it. It's not his fault. It's the bank's fault. They don't give me the money. The three-legged dog. dog <laughs> All right. right on. We'll go out the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, dare to, to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. And we're going to go out with a little, regga, a little reggae track called Liquidator because that's what's getting the moment. Lots of companies getting liquidated and maybe a few more should. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.